Your teammates don't want to sit through any more meetings that could have been an email. I'm going to share with you five common meetings that can often be avoided and have the same goals met by using email instead. You're listening to the Project Bliss Podcast, where we dive into project management and leadership skills to help you have an amazing career. I'm Lee Espy, project management and career coach with 20 years of experience in project management, working in diverse environments in both the U.S. and abroad. But this podcast is about you and how you can have the most amazing career in project management. This is a career that lets you continue to grow, serve, create, collaborate, and earn a great income while you're doing it. So join me and learn how to level up your career. Now, if you do want to learn how to have the best, most effective meetings possible, check out my book, Bad Meetings Happen to Good People, How to Run Meetings That Are Effective, Focused, and Produce Results. But meetings aren't always necessary. You already hopefully know that it's critical to run your meetings as well as you can, it's not only important to your project, it's a great way to showcase your leadership skills. And your teammates are tired of spending hours in unnecessary meetings. I promise, I can't count the number of times I've overheard coworkers say, I gotta get out of these meetings so I can actually get some real work done. That tells me that they're in a meeting that's not as effective as it can be, or it is a waste of time. So, you may be doing your best to run great, great meetings, but before you schedule that next meeting, stop to consider if you even need it. There are times when you may be holding meetings that could have been simply an email. And holding unnecessary meetings is worse than you may think. You may haven't even considered, but pulling meetings together and pulling team members into meetings during the day has a cost associated with it. Everybody in that room or on that call, if it's a remote meeting, is earning a salary. And all those salaries during those hours in your meetings add up. Additionally, your meeting participants are missing opportunities to focus on more meaningful work when they are sitting in a poorly run meeting. So there's an opportunity cost there you may not be considering. And Unnecessary meetings during the day result in context switching or context shifting. And that's when people are shifting or even you shifting your attention back and forth between different focus or topic areas. And that has a cost too because you lose focus, you lose time, and it takes effort to switch back and forth between topics. So you're not as productive as you would be if you're able to sit and focus for a long time on getting real, really valuable, productive work done. Okay, now, hopefully, you're convinced to cut back on meetings that you don't need. You've got to learn which ones can be replaced with an email instead. I'm going to give you a list of five types of meetings. This is going to help you stop before you have your next meeting or any meeting and ask yourself, can I replace this with an email instead? So let's go through the five types of meetings that could be an email. For additional perspective, I've asked friends about their experiences with meetings that could have been an email instead. I wanted to share their stories so you can see how much people really dislike attending these unnecessary meetings. And yes, 
they do notice. Okay, the first kind of meeting that can be replaced with an email is getting feedback. A friend once told me she had a boss that used to call meetings to go over documents line by line for feedback. It happened often, and she said it was excruciating. She said, we could have done this online. She could have shared a link to the document in an email, and we could have easily given feedback that way. And this is so true. If you need to get feedback from peers or team members on something you can share with them outside of a meeting, by all means, start there. You can post your document to a location that's shared and send them a link in an email, or you can even attach the document itself to an email and let them know what type of feedback you're looking for. You will likely get more honest feedback. People won't feel so rushed. They'll be able to give more full attention to the document, and you will get higher quality feedback that way. They won't feel like they're being judged in a room full of other people for the feedback that they're giving. And you'll avoid groupthink, that tendency to think as a group and get consensus among all the participants on what everybody shares in their thoughts about the document. So your feedback is going to be of a much better quality. Now, after your team sends you the feedback, you can still meet to discuss if you need to. The second type, status updates that don't require action. Maggie told me when I asked her about meetings that could have been done via email instead, she said pretty much every meeting I attend, in particular status update meetings, all the updates are in the gosh dang spreadsheet and we just go around the table, virtually or otherwise, and read what's on the spreadsheet. Some people love to just hear themselves talk. This is Maggie again. And Martin told me, most meetings from my management could have been an email. They oftentimes do not add value, but are disguised to hide how confused management is about what's going on. I really think these kinds of meetings are related to the fact that they just don't understand what they're reading from the emails they receive, even though they're the ones that ask us to send those emails. They ask for a status via email, then it just gets discussed in the biweekly meeting. Now, if you're a manager and you're engaging in this type of behavior, this is how your employees perceive you if you engage in this type of activity. So be aware of that. Now, if you're sharing or requesting information as a status update, you can easily do this via email. If you need more information or clarity, you can ask for this in a follow-up email or even pick up the phone and make a call, especially if there's no action required out of this type of information. Okay, the third type of meeting that could be an email instead is if you're simply sharing information one way. Maggie again said, the weekly staff meeting when they were face-to-face, I could see having them as team-building events, even if all the updates would have been better received via email. But when it's on Zoom, half the people don't do video, including me, she said, and discussion is discouraged in order to save time. Why are we here? If you're having any type of meeting where you are sharing information one way, an email will suffice. If you don't have a need for any type of input from your team members or dialogue, email is just fine. Now, we'll point out there are two situations when you may need to hold a meeting to share information one way. 
if management or executives see this as a way to be available to their teams, and that's important, it can be a good use of time. Sharing information and giving attendees the opportunity to ask you questions can build morale and help the team feel more supportive if that's, an, if that's needed within your team. And also, if leadership is sharing sensitive information that could negatively impact morale, it helps to deliver it in person. As an example, I worked in an organization where the contract for actually quite a large group of employees was coming up for bid, and the executives wanted to keep these employees up to date on status and what was going on with the information that they were allowed to share, of course, but it was really good for morale for them to keep employees updated, give them the opportunity to ask questions, and I thought it was a very respectful and sensitive way to treat employees in that situation, if that example gives you any any help there. All right, number four, another type of meeting that could be an email is if you are holding a meeting with no clear goals or outcomes already established. Janet said, OMG, too many to mention. Usually they come about because the host didn't have an agenda or structure, so their meetings would drone on or go over rather than hashing it out in an email and then taking those ideas into the meeting to discuss. Now, if you don't have clear goals, outcomes, or even an agenda, you've got more work to do before you have your meeting. Communicate via email to get the information you need rather than pulling people together to just wing it in a meeting. It may be that you never needed that meeting in the first place, but if you do need a group discussion or a working session, spend time up front communicating with participants or key subject matter experts, whoever, to clearly understand the intended goals and outcomes of your meeting so that you go to your meeting more prepared when you're finally ready to have it. And then number five, the final type of meeting that could be an email instead is if you haven't had any changes since the last meeting. If you hold a regular project meeting on a regular cadence and you don't have any new information, progress, or changes since the last meeting, and you don't have anything to discuss, please send an email with this update and let everybody have that time for other work. They will thank you for it. Now, you can improve your communications for better results when you do send those emails. My friend John shared his thoughts on this. He said, nearly every meeting could be an email if two conditions are met. The manager has strong enough writing skills to clearly communicate, and the coworkers are disciplined enough to read, process, carefully consider, and email follow-up questions about what was written. These two conditions are rarely met, he said. Now, while I don't agree that this rule applies to nearly every meeting, that all meetings could be emails, we do have a need for some meetings, John does make some helpful points here. In your communication, be clear with your message. If you're sending information to inform, organize the information in a way that makes it easy for readers to understand. And if you're asking for something, such as feedback, be clear in what you're asking for and include any due dates or target dates when you need to get information back by. So next time you open that calendar to schedule a meeting, ask yourself if it's needed. I hope that this has helped give you some perspective to make that judgment call. 
If you schedule fewer meetings, your team is going to be more productive and they will appreciate getting that time back. I promise you. You've been listening to the Project Bliss Podcast with Lee Espy. Thank you for listening. You'll find more information on project management, leadership, and career skills, such as templates, guides, and workbooks on my website at projectbliss.net. And let me know if you have questions or ideas for future topics. Until next time, do good work.